Definitely, I'm not gay. Where I'm definitely not gay. <laughs> Most likely, definitely, for sure, probably. Um, <laughs> I uh, flipping through this little notepad, and I came across. I think I've talked about this before. My friend Terry deep throating a Corona bottle. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Classic <laughs> bit. Um, and I mean, like, I mean, I've. You know, like around other dudes, it's hilarious. You know, it's oh, oh, you know, it's it's funny, but uh, he took it a step too far. He went very, very farther than yeah. you can think. Uh, what's his name, Barry? Yeah, Barry. Uh, Let's Barry. go with Barry. What was the dude from uh, Harvey Milk? That's the uh, famous uh, gay from oh, the Harvey. Bay Area. It's like ah, oh, Harvey. Um, like one of those 90s or 80s sitcoms yeah like oh barry um <laughs> freeze frame <laughs> <laughs> i wrote this uh i'm a man of my word but i can't spell i don't know if that makes any sense at all i i feel like um if i um hung out with Stephen wright long enough i could maybe kind of chisel down some of these Who's Stephen Wright? Could Ste- you please? He's one of the all-time um, greats of one-liners. Mm. Stephen Wright, uh, Rodney Dangerfield, okay. Mitch Hedberg. Mm-hmm. Those guys are just fucking. I was this, I was watching um, a really early stand-up set of Mitch Hedberg last night, and his jokes are set up in a very typical set. You know, there's a there's a setup. There's the punchline. It very different from his later stuff, his more successful stuff, where it's literally just very quick setup, and then the punchline is the meat of it, right? Mm-hmm. Where typically with a joke, it seems as if it's punchline, which is kind of, uh, obviously, or not punchline, rather, the setup, setup. it's kind of, um, it's like dinner, and punchline is the dessert, right? It's a real quick, you know? Mm. But his are like equal parts dinner to dessert, you know? And uh, it, I think it gives it a little more of a uh, of a pop or an emphasis on, uh, you know, because it's short. It's not like just a really long good setup. Good one-liners could just pow. Yeah, one-liners. it's it's like well, the idea. Like, man, I'm trying to like Rodney Dangerfield just has his vocal like his presence is just like yeah that too. So I is mean, Mitch too, but Mitch is just like sits. Like yeah, but it's <laughs> it, Rodney Dangerfield had he had really good one-liners. With very little um, fluff to the j- to the setup, it was mm-hmm. very quick, just like Mitch Hedberg. But he also had his voice and his um, cadence. Mm-hmm. Um, I think all of those comedians back then had like their own yeah set cadence compared to now, where it's like almost sounds similar. Yeah, it's basically stories, you know. Which, which uh, there's nothing wrong with it. if you have a good story. Um, 
and with multiple punchlines. If you're going to tell a joke in the form of a story, it's got to have multiple punchlines, you know? Um, I mean, obviously, the ending is the punchline, but sort of like little little bits and, you know, bites or tastes of the dessert. <laughs> of what's coming eventually, I don't know. I'm just. I just think I'm just little nibbles, just little like they little yeah dashes. The ho- but it's like an hour long. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Somebody like um, just one really hour long joke. Um. Oh wow, an hour long joke. <laughs> that would be good. Well, I mean, it could be bad. But it could I mean, be. It depends on who can who does it. Depends on how they do it. I could see Dave Chappelle doing it. Yeah. Just um, going on a rant, basically, which he's really good at. And he's not the type to just be up his own ass so much that he'll just go on a rant and continue on the rant without any sort of like. Uh, uh, it's like Pause a it's like a stress con- ball. It's like changing. it's like a ball of tension. It's like a serious subject is the ball of tension. And he's there to tell it. But constantly puncture the ball and like relieve it of some of some pressure, mm-hmm. and that's like where he makes you laugh. You know what I mean? Like something really serious that makes you think and just oh wow, and then punchline. Oh, that's funny. You know, that's um. There's multiple punchlines, multiple setups. Yeah. Um, but one joke. But one joke. One really long joke. <laughs> um. This one, I this is like he just tells the story of his life. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I mean, this is really long. (laughs) He did on um, one of his last specials. One of his last, I think, the double special, Mm -hmm. the um, the Netflix special. I forget where it was. It's like big auditorium, followed by one of the uh, rooms in the comedy cellar. This tiny little room. Mm-hmm. And where he's just smoking cigarette after cigarette and he's sitting on a stool and it's a very small room and he's telling the story about when he gave up Chappelle show and he left and which is probably one of the first times he's actually said it yeah mm-hmm. but in his own words not like in an inter- interview where well what happened and this that and the other but in his own words and his own views like what had happened what he went through to kind of uh Battle that, yeah. Have him that fight. Do what it is that he did, mm-hmm. and I wish I could remember what he said, but I don't. So I guess it's uh, maybe it wasn't that funny. I don't know. Um, he just wanted to get out of that, dude. I think we've talked about that before. About yeah, and I can completely relate to that because oh. he just wanted to get out of that that fame and just overpopulation of himself. So he was like, "Screw it! I'm just gonna. I don't need it. I don't need this money that bad." Yeah, like I'm just gonna just take care of my family with what I have. Yeah, don't put me into that much pressure. Yeah, because like, everybody's just looking at me, and then he's like, "Nah, I'm, I'm good. I'm just gonna." Just and it's it's probably such a com- it's probably such a complete contradiction to who he is and who he's always uh, uh, worked toward. You know, the person who is a center of attention, the person who people look at and listen to when he speaks. And suddenly that he's worked so hard all these years to have all eyes on him. Now that all eyes are on him, it's, I can imagine he has a panic, you know, just to like, oh, fuck, like, I got to get out of this. This is too much. I, I can't. And, and, and it must be such an, an internal struggle for him to make peace with that idea that I've worked so hard for this thing. And now that I have it, it's not, I don't necessarily not want it, but it's 
something about it is too much. There's too much uh, pressure. There's too much. I guess like okay. What do you think his kids are feeling? I guess I don't know. I mean, about that in particular. Hypoth- like, yeah. What would you think if you were to it, to like be like a friend and see them like in passing, like yeah, his uh, kids. Yeah, his kids, and you just see what their kids are doing. Like, what would you think they'd be doing? Um, how like well, how would they would feel about oh, yeah, their dad yeah. just disappearing off the face of the? Uh, he didn't disappear off the face of the earth. Just ne- he only disappeared publicly. I mean, to you, yeah, privately. Pu- yes. You know what I'm saying? Like privately. That's what I'm saying. Like what? But I don't know. I don't know what his private. That's what I'm saying. Like what would you? Well, no, nah, I think that's too deep of a question. I, yeah. I guess I don't know. I don't know. That would be a really interesting uh, like uh, perspective. Up to that, you know? Yeah, and I mean, ugh, fuck. I I guess like I'm speculating, but I'm speculating from I guess just your point of view. From my point of view, <laughs> yeah, that's because all it is. I've been it's hypothetical, pretty much. Well, I was I was talking to somebody today about uh, my dad. Okay, so my dad and I share very similar characteristics. Where with a lot of people, especially new people, I'm very talkative. I'm very um, interested in meeting people. I'm very engaging and social. Um. But my dad will, where, where he has that side to him, where almost as if he needs to be the center of attention or he likes to be the center of attention, There, the flip side to that is there's times where he just needs, abs- like he'll just shut himself out in his room completely. Won't talk to anybody, won't see anybody, won't see him for days even. And he's just gone, right? And I can relate to that because I'm, I'm like, that I'm like my dad in that way, right? And so I guess I apply that uh, to Dave Chappelle's situation where I, I look, I don't know, but again, again, I'm just relating it to myself where I like to meet people. I like to be the center of attention, sometimes even need to be the center of attention, right? But I've had times where, holy shit, I'm very obviously the center of attention. I need I need to take a step back. I need to leave. I can't be around these people. I need to fucking disappear right this second. And I felt that panic before. Um, And sometimes it's uh, preceded by days of just like, you know, I don't, I can't talk to anybody. I can't see anybody. I need to be by myself for whatever reason. Um, So I guess I imagine that's what it might've been like for him. Because, I mean, dude, he, I mean, Chappelle's show was, like, the fucking show, man. It was, like, hot shit when it came out. And during its entire run, almost, it was, like, the show to watch. And then suddenly, this. And I can imagine, like, on a much larger scale, with a very successful show, this guy just, and, and he was on the verge of what, like, I think it was a $40 million deal, right? Yes, 80-something, 80, 80 million or For something? how many more seasons? For, like, three, four more seasons, I think. Which is, like, four years of yeah. of what? You know what I mean? Just coming up with sketches and then, like, with, you know, tens of it millions of dollars. It was just pressure. That's a lot of pressure throwing at you. Like, dude, you're giving somebody, they're giving him 80 million. Whatever amount it was back then, mm-hmm. uh, that's a lot of money. And, like, to come at you with that much money is like, what am I going to do with all of this money? Like, yeah. But I, I so again, like, I might as well just leave. Like, again, I don't, I don't think <laughs> it's going to take that. I don't think it was about the money at all. I think it was, it was the about, pressure. It was about, okay. And the again, again, I'm just relating it to myself. It just, I'm like everyone else, you know, like the universe is, is, 
in relation to me, right? And so just in relation to me, I suppose I felt that maybe he got everything that he worked for, not just the money, but the the attention, the um, sort of support from fans, the sort of admiration, the sort of respect, right? And he hit a point where it all kind of became to be too much, where he was flooded almost by uh, attention and admiration and what do you like it's not it's no longer like i make people laugh but people asking what do you think about this what do you think about that what is your take on whatever social issue that's important at the time or political issue even and it's like whoa dude i'm just here to make people laugh I but like, i just want to tell a joke I'm yeah i'm just talking about britney spears for i just want to take that's it tell a joke. <laughs> that's it uh, that's all i want to do and and it, but at the same time it's I can see why people might want to know because he makes a lot of, um, in Chappelle's show anyway, there's a lot of racial uh, commentary, um, ironic or uh, satirical, I get it. And so people might want to know, like, what is your take on, you know? What was good is that it was well-rounded with its satirical jokes or... I guess negative jokes or bad jokes or... Sure, stereotypical. Yeah, stereotypical jokes, like... It was well-rounded because he hit every every aspect uh-huh. of our life, like ethnicity and all that stuff, like what he did with like the Cubans and what he did for the Spanish or what sure. he did for the blacks or what he did for the whites and the Asians. Like he did the Wu-Tang thing with like Wu Financial. Yeah. He did all this but again, stuff. But in again, all, all in relation to his life. Yeah, definitely. And, his, and, his, uh, and to uh, everybody uh, else's too. Like he did that whole like... Yeah, people could relate. Yeah, for definitely. sure. It was and like a relatable thing for so long. Yeah, for sure. And it kind of brought a black culture in. I wouldn't say. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah, he During was our time, the, he was one of the big like black culture into the mainstream. Yeah, I could. I think sure. just saying it out loud is kind of like he's yeah, not he the did. first first one. No, There's of course others, not. But I'm com- comedic. Comedically, I think he like for the youth. I think he like brought it out. Yeah, definitely for the youth. I can definitely agree with that. Definitely, actually. Um, Richard Pryor was one of those type mm-hmm. of guys, too, where, you know, he brought his uh, racial struggles on stage and he really lived them. And, I mean, dude, the, the guy fucking lived a very rough life, you yeah. know, and, and uh, it showed in, in his comedy and in his personal life. And,. He was one of the first to kind of bring it to the mainstream and not like bring it to the mainstream and that like the mainstream adopts it, but rather they're just aware of it. Mm-hmm. They're aware of what of a different type of living for a black guy in America in a very, you know, and like so nonchalant to not care about what anybody's thinking while he's on stage. He's just going to give it to you. But you know what? I think I think <laughs> That's he did. So sick, I think dude. he did care. I think he it, it affected him immensely, but. I I almost feel as if he maybe felt a sort of pressure to do what he had to do, uh, bringing that to light. Because um, and and this I mean this could probably apply to Dave Chappelle too. Is that Dave Chappelle at one point people so many people were interviewing him and asking him about what is what is the uh, 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 what do you think are going to be the racial repercussions of your sketches and how people receive them and how they're interpreted in, in, into the mainstream and how what's our lasting effect, right? And that might have gotten to be a, to way too much where 
in the end, it's like, dude, I'm just trying to make people laugh. You know what I mean? I'm not trying to uh, set some sort of standard or make an example or et cetera, et cetera. But it does become that. It does become that. And he's Kevin Hart, dude. Well, I don't know about Kevin. Kevin Hart's a little more like Kevin Hart's. He's telling jokes. He's telling stuff about his family, and he's helping but everybody. That's, but that's relatable on a familial level. It's not relatable on a racial level. Where D- uh, Dave Chappelle and Richard Pryor, for example, they were very racial. A lot of their jokes were not like, yeah, Dave Chappelle in in Chappelle Show. He made a lot of jokes about his family here and there, about his wife, for example, being Asian. And him being black and then their kids. But mostly it was about black America versus Kevin Hart, who don't get me wrong. He can definitely because obviously we well, not all of us, but for the most part, people have families. Right. And that's relatable. But in particular, Richard Pryor and Dave Chappelle, it was like racial stuff. It's like uh, about not just about racism or prejudice, but in a large part it was you know and i mean dude racism huge thing right now you know it's it's kind of resurfaced and so it's something like a times like now make chappelle show that much more significant that much more powerful you know um which was like i don't know when did it come on like 2000 well now it'd be key and peel did you watch did you ever watch key and peel i didn't but i just saw get out for the first time and i I kind of fell asleep through Matt TV most man. of it, but that's like Matt, like they came a long way as well. Dude, Matt TV was a fucking trendsetter, and it um, I was just watching. That's so weird that you mentioned Matt TV. Last night I was watching, and I remember why I thought about this, but I was watching the uh, with Will Sasso, the Kenny Rogers Jackass. Do you remember <laughs> that? <laughs> My name is Johnny Knox. Welcome to Jackass. <laughs> dude, he was so good. Will Sasso, dude, and it's such a bummer that not more of them made it out. Like, uh, doesn't he do a Chris Farley? I think he does. I think he does a Chris Farley. I don't know, actually, he does a Bush. He does a. Oh, what does he do? I think he does a Donald Trump. Now, I think so. Yeah. There's another dude on He's there, Andrew impre- a- Andrew Daly. Mm-mm. Amazing impressionist, yeah. dude. Amazing, dude. He's really fucking good. Um, uh, obviously, uh, Jordan Peele came out of that. Um, Will Sasso. Um, who's the dude that fucking did uh, Baby Stewie? Baby Stewie. Yeah, that he played the uh, the gigantic baby. Um, and then the woman who plays uh, the voice on Family Guy. Oh yeah, Lo- uh, man, I forgot her Lois name. Lois in uh, Family yeah. Guy. But I mean, not many of them made it out. But honestly, dude, in Ari Spears, Jesus Christ, man, that guy kind of crashed and burned a little bit. But nah, he's still. I think he has a podcast. Did you see the video of him getting the shit beaten out of him at a radio interview? No. I guess he was a little bit drunk and I didn't see the whole interview. I just saw basically like the meat of it of like mm-hmm. what kind of stood out like um, but he was doing a radio interview in some city and he was a little bit drunk and he was just talking shit to the one of the hosts and the fucking host beat the shit out of him. <laughs> Is it out now? I think I saw it maybe two a week and a half ago or so. It's pretty good. Yeah. Um, they just kind of like I, I didn't hear any of the jokes that Ari Spears was making, but the guy was basically saying 
something to the effect of like, oh, you fell off, this, that, and the other, and they were getting angry at each other, and the guy just fucking took his headphones off and just <laughs> popped them a few times. That sucks, dude. That would suck. Yeah, somebody like Ari Spears definitely, in my eyes, he fell off. He, like, I've seen his stand-up a little bit, and it's like, eh. Which, he was a comedic actor first, I think, before he was a stand-up. No, I thought he was a, I think he was a stand-up. I don't know. I I don't know. Honestly, I don't know. But I, from what I'm hearing, he has a podcast, and it's pretty decent. Yeah. Have you heard it, though? Mm Mm-hmm. Like a few episodes. How is it? Like two episodes. Yeah. Does he do impressions? He was good at impressions. Yeah, he just like interviews. Does the same thing. He just does interview with people. Yeah. Just like Bobby Lee and all of them. Yeah. That whole crew does podcasts. Now. The L.A. people. <laughs> yeah. Brian Callen and all of them. They all do podcasts. Will Sasso has a podcast. Brian Callen. That's right. He was on Mad TV. Mm-hmm. But uh, fuck L.A. <laughs> I I don't like, dude. They're so fucking. Um, I remember this line from Seinfeld about um, at the end of the uh, the Keys episode where Jerry and George go to L.A. to because they they go to get Kramer or they, well he's doing the Tonight Show or let's just say the Tonight Show and they go to see Kramer and Kramer's you know uh, a suspect in a as in a murder trial or in a murder case. Um. The smog strangler, that's fucking right. The smog strangler, they thought he was the smog strangler. Um, and they're trying to convince him to come back to New York. And he mentions that uh, he's, you want me to admit, you know, this about, you know, the mistakes I've made. You want me to admit that L.A. is a cold place even in even in the middle of summer. And it is, man. It, and that's part of what kind of bothers me is about L.A. is that. And people constantly compare New York to L.A., okay? And it's comparable in that it's kind of the hub for entertainment or um, making it, right? What's the entrance to both both parts of the United States next to Florida? Sure. That's the whole point why New York and California are the two, like, most populated areas. From coast to coast, From yes. Coast to coast, but yeah. um I don't think I think uh, well I guess I don't know so I won't say um, yeah, but they have the islands they have like what's that oh. Catalina Island not Catalina Island no it's the island where people used the immigrants used to come and they have to go there in order to like yeah but they don't really come through there anymore well no I'm saying but that's the reason why they're so popular um, Ellis Island Ellis Island there. but um <sighs> I I mean but now even now it's a lot of it is entertainment you know and um I don't know. There, there's something so like they're both like heartless places, but they're both heartless in different places, in different ways. Where New York has still got a lot of culture, it's got a lot of uh, history, and not that LA doesn't, but LA is so overrun by people who weren't born and raised there that it just seems. Well, it's Hollywood. Exactly. It's and just entertainment. It's not. It's not just entertainment. It's people who are trying to fit this uh, uh, this idea of what they think they should be, and not just according to Hollywood or what the mainstream says, but rather what they think or what they interpret 
them their existence would ah, fuck man I don't know what the hell I'm saying <laughs> honestly I don't fu- <laughs> fuck me I don't know man I think LA is just I my perception of LA is people who want to be in the entertainment business regardless people who just want to be seen that's it people who want to be seen people it's who pretension mm, more like they want to be recognized yeah but, you, but, but but it's not it's not genuine a lot of a lot of the time it's not genuine like and then oh, in I'm, new I'm, york is a difference i'm a unique person and i'm gonna go where unique people go because if you were of that thinking then you'd probably go to new york but if you're somebody who oh i see who gets the most likes on instagram or whatever that's a certain so percentage i'm gonna, I'm gonna though, dress I'm, that way and i'm gonna go to la because that's the place to be seen mm, that's a certain percentage because there's also like the gang side of it. Yeah, I'm not talking about that just side. I'm just talking about in like general, like in comparison from New York to LA as far as entertainment, as, as far, far as entertainment, that. Yes, that's where is that. Yeah, but fuck LA, man. <laughs> I, and I've said this before, dude. Like I, I've, I have friends in LA. I've never had a bad time in LA. Never ever. And I've been going there since I was a kid. But something has always rubbed me the wrong way about that place. Always. And uh, shit, last time I was there was maybe two years ago. Cause people come to Vegas to headline. Oh yeah, yeah, of course. I can completely. Uh, we don't exactly have a. Uh, we don't have a, a stop and stop and go, or like I don't know, like a. Actually, this is a stop and go. What am I saying? It's like stop and then you're done and you get out. Yeah, I mean, people spend weeks, maybe even months in cities, but this is not the place. This is not the city to do that, by no means. But it's it's good. I'm not gonna hate on it. Like, it's now growing. It's now growing to what it. Yeah, for sure. But it's gonna be hard to get to those places. Yeah. To those LA's and those New Yorks and. Manhattan. This could very much, very much become an. Well, I mean, it's what entertainment capital of the world. Um, now, right now, it's Atlanta. Well, I mean, it's that's part of like the moniker of Sin City, mm-hmm. entertainment capital of the world. Kind of like Paris is the city of lights. Um, New York is a city that never sleeps, and you know, LA is just. You know, now bullshit. they call Las Vegas the city that never sleeps. I don't think. Uh, We're twenty four seven, dude. Sure, but you can get a you can people, get people, a burger in the morning. I you can know get that. breakfast. <laughs> but people don't call it that. They call New York the city that never sleeps. They call this place Sin City. Yeah, that's right. And the entertainment capital of the world. And do you you know Caesars has their own movie studios? Did you know that Caesars Caesars has their, their own movie studios? Really, truly. And this is pretty new. Like, Who, when, what movie have they made? Um, they are producing Getting like back to the shows. Greek number ten. Yeah. That one, they're skipping. Um, they're skipping all the other. Ones. They're skipping. <laughs> they're going two, straight to two the through nine, <laughs> going straight to ten. Um, all the kids are already grown. <laughs> I think they're producing like because you know there's so many um, reality shows that are produced here or filmed here rather, um, and then not to mention movies. Obviously, tons of movies filmed on the strip or in and around Vegas because the filming taxes in California are so crazy. Oh, but I did hear that about Atlanta. It's funny that you mentioned that because I mentioned, or I rather, I met, where was it? I was in Boston, 
and I met uh, this girl who's who's an actress, and she worked on a few shows, and she's from Atlanta, but she was like visiting family, and she was doing the event. Oh, hold on, dude, where's your? Hold on. <laughs> Let's pause for a bit. Technical difficulties once again. It's the uh, the bane of my existence. <laughs> well, what we do need to that and whether I'm gay. You get a charger. Which I'm definitely not. Um, Where's your charger at? That's um. Is yeah. There we are. At a boy. So what were we talking? We were talking about New York. That's why. New York and L.A. I don't know, man. Um, I just came from, I just came back from Philly. Oh yeah, how was that, dude? Way too much fucking cheese, man. I vowed, cause did I'm... Did you get, did you, did you go to like Geno's or did you go to... I've been to Geno's before, yeah. but, um, we went to Geno's again and... Did you rock you the stairs? No, I wasn't there for that. I, I like, I'm fine. I've seen it. Plus I'm going to be back in Philly next week, so, but I am probably going to get a tattoo nice. when I'm there. That's where my dad's from. From Philly? Mm -hmm. Really? Yeah. What part? I don't know. <laughs> where will Philadelphia is Pennsylvania, so it's Philadelphia, but I don't know where in Philadelphia. Uh -huh. Where Will Smith was born and raised? Mm -hmm. Around there somewhere. That's what he says. Yeah. He's downtown somewhere. In yeah, he's down there somewhere. Yeah, Philly is a cool place. He still has like family down there. So. Humid as fuck. Um, I um, I don't know if you see my face, but I got pretty dark. I got pretty dark. Um, but yeah, Philly is a cool place. Philly cheesesteaks. Uh, I wish I could remember the hole in the wall that I went to, um, so I can give him a shout out. But I'll be back there next week. I had a salmon and shrimp cheesesteak. Dang, that sounds good. Really fucking, it was really Salmon good. Salmon and shrimp cheesesteak? Yeah, it was. Damn, and I, I really good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But I didn't. What type of bread? I didn't eat the bread. Oh, you just ate the salmon and the. Yeah, I just ate the innards. Um, what type of bread did they give you, though? I don't know. I was pretty drunk. Was it like a, like a actual like steak bread like a yeah, yeah yeah italian i guess well no what would that be on? well yeah because i we went to gino's but they don't take card they take cash only mm -hmm. so we went to this bar in between um gino's and pat's and we got it i didn't have like a legit cheesesteak there i just had chicken cheesesteaks um and then the last day i had that the salmon cheesesteak with the shrimp but Sounds i good. i just only ate the uh the innards as you mentioned yeah 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 because um i'm watching my figure um plus i made a vow that um no carb no fucking no more fucking cheesesteaks dude and that's gonna be tough because i'm gonna be back there next week that's not that tough there's so much other stuff out there yeah but there's cheesesteaks <laughs> <laughs> how much I, are they like seven bucks i don't remember man i didn't pay for them i'm on company dime there so <laughs> you know i'm not spending my money um i did buy drinks though so and um, I remember the bar that we went to where we ate the uh, the uh, the cheesesteaks, the cheese, the chicken cheesesteak. Oh, the uh, the bartender like 
I remember all the people I was with because we're all from the West Coast, you know, mostly Vegas. Uh, the furthest east of us was uh, Phoenix. And they were like, wow, the bartender's so rude. I'm like, it, well, I don't, wouldn't say she's rude. She's just very um, direct. And um, Hey, what do you want? Yeah, like, <laughs> hey, what the fuck you want? Um, that'll, no, be, that'll be six dollars. Six dollars. Six dollars. Oh man, that's more of like a, I think a New York than a Boston, but um, dollars. Maybe six dollars. Dollars. No, no, no. That's Boston. Um, what is fucking dollars? No, that's um. I don't know what that is. I just know how they say uh, hoogie. 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 <laughs> you want a hoogie? Um, bro, I don't know. I don't. Know. They say bro over there? Not really. Oh, I was gonna say, man, that's a, that's very West Coast of them. Um, there was. I wonder if there's surf. Well, obviously not in Pennsylvania, but I wonder if there's surf in the East Coast, like sure. New York, like upper. Yeah, New York, the um, the Carolinas, the uh, Carolinas, and like Florida. Florida's and stuff. Yeah, but yeah, I'm saying like the upwards. Like the Canadas and the the uppers, the Maines. <laughs> no, no, I don't. I, well, I guess I don't know. I know Maine. I I know. I work with a person uh, who's from Maine, and she said that fucking skiing is life out skiing there. Skiing is life skiing in Maine. Is fucking dude. If you don't ski, get the fuck out. What about snowboarding in Maine? I don't know. Uh, I mentioned snowboarding, but she may she mentioned the skiing. Skiing is like, dude. If you don't ski, you're gay for sure. <laughs> Like you're highly questionable. Um, <laughs> the family come. He's like coming home from school. Yeah. <laughs> what are you gay? <laughs> he lo- knocks on the door to try to go in. He has a snowboard. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like what is it? What are you gay? You looking <laughs> yeah. up with a snowboard? <laughs> um, I really like a main accent. Main accent's really good. Um, um. But a friend of mine is from the south, and she's got a really good uh, southern accent. Oh man, it's yeah, it's great. It's really good. Hi, honey. Hi, honey. Hi, honey. Um, wow. my supervisor, my supervisor has that southern accent. Yeah, I had a for a lot of friends who had a southern accent. Yeah, but yeah, that's a cool, it's a cool accent. I wish if I could have an accent, it would be southern. I wonder what's the Oklahoman ac- o- Oklahomian accent. Oh, that's funny, man. I worked with a fucking stereotype this weekend, and he I love him, dude. He's so great. I really, really got along with him. I really fucking dug him. But I remember the day we went out down to the city, he fucking was wearing a plaid shirt tucked into his jeans with a belt in his work boots, and he had a styrofoam cooler full of Bud Lights. <laughs> yeah. And I fucking, dude. I, That's what I'm going to next week, dude. Are you really? Yeah, I love that, dude. I'm but going uh, to that next week. What uh, What are you going to, to Oklahoma for? for? Family, just to go visit family. Why? Why not? They They came over here. We might as well. We might as well go hang out with them, right? They're in Oklahoma. We're over here. That's true. You know, we gotta support our family. That's true. What part of Oklahoma are you going to? They live like 20 minutes or 30 minutes out of Tulsa. I think I've been to Tulsa. Um, I don't remember it's a thing very, about it. It's very dry, very flat. Not dry. I don't think it's dry, but very flat. Yeah. A lot, lot of tornadoes. I think so, yeah. A lot of tornadoes. Um, um, 
twisters. I think it, that's part of the um, the Dust Bowl, right? The Dust Bowl area. Is it? The Panhandle. I think so. Um, I remember reading. Uh, did you know that that was a thing where um, the dust was such a, a problem there that people would get? And th- and this is the ironic thing is that a lot of people on the East Coast that had breathing issues or lung issues or asthmatic, uh, what have you. Doctors at that time, like in what the 1920s, they would send them out west for cleaner air, or like clearer <laughs> air, and they would make it as far as like the Panhandle or the the uh, the plains. But the Dust Bowl was the thing then, and uh, the government would pay for people. They would subsidize farms to go grow whatever, and they would the uh, techniques that they would use to plant would destroy the soil and it would um it would kind of uh loosen the topsoil which would make it um easily accessible for winds to um blow it around Mm -hmm. everywhere and it got to be so bad that they would close their doors close their windows and even put screens on the windows and doors and dust would still come into the house and people would breathe it in and i forget what the term for for it was but basically you could breathe it into your lungs and people's lungs would fill with dirt with dirt yeah from the uh, and this was this was the dust bowl era and i don't know why it was that like the is basically the the equation being winds plus uh loose topsoil would equal like um you know not tor- tornadoes and um, dust devils of yeah. just like dirt flying around and and they, they would well, be so like so heavy in the in the atmosphere that you would breathe it in and there's that's no crazy. avoiding it. That's intense, man. Yeah, and they didn't think about like masks or anything. Like they, they would use masks. They would use all sorts of precautions to have this and not happen, it and it was still. Wow. It was still a thing. That means those particles were very, very minute then. Not ju- yeah, yes, but uh, and mostly it was because of their um, planting techniques, or their uh, rather um, their breathing habits. No, 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 not their <laughs> <laughs> not their breathing. <laughs> they're like um, the way they kind of ground up the topsoil and made it so like fine. You could just hear their grandma. It's too windy out here. <laughs> they would literally still be able to breathe it in. Is that fucking crazy? Yeah, dude, that's a lot of dust. The Dust Bowl was a... Uh, um, look at pictures from the Dust Bowl, man. It was fucking intense, dude. Um, fuck, I forgot about that book. Um, that was an interesting read. Um, when's the last time you read a book? I'm trying to read that book. Which one? Which one? Infinite Jest. I'm actually um, going to let a friend use read it because she's a fucking speed reader. Yeah. Yeah. She just told me she finished a book in two days. Jeez. And she's like, yeah. Because like, I told her, I'm like, yeah, I read The um, the Praise of Folly, but it took me like two years because it's like. That is too. It's taking me a while, man. It's so heavy. It's like there's so, I can't read a section without like being overwhelmed with like ideas i guess and she's like oh my god two years she she read like in the last two days she's read a whole book which is pretty like significant but um, i was i was watching some video documentary about people who read 
and like how you can speed up your reading and how you can read more and people read like that's the reason why they call it shelf life because that's how many books you read during your lifetime yeah so that's what like that's how many books are so like people read 52 be 52 books in their lifetime or something like that R on average on average like americans or just people i think people in general so when, what so you didn't answer my question so what's the last book you read the last book i'm trying to read is that one but the last book that i read mm -hmm. was the martian starring uh matt damon yeah but the book <laughs> <laughs> is that the one where he gets like stuck in, um, in mars yeah yeah and he has to grow shit mm -hmm. and like shit on everything shit. yep and yeah he's yeah. got to do it all by himself for three years or something like that yeah that's crazy yeah science fiction can be whatever <laughs> um that's why i'm trying to read that but that one's hard i have another one that i'm reading at this moment that i i like it's right by my desk at work yeah it's called uh the book it's like <laughs> a taboo of self oh what is that it's just like well the introduction to it is just us as people we're literally just tubes and we're just we're just people who just think and look around and there's other people who do the same thing that we're doing yeah and they have their own minds and their own mindsets and their own lives and yeah it's like uh the world is my idea so that's like that's what i'm reading right now yeah that's um philosophical um I'm fucking exhausted, dude. I am too, man. What? Where are we at now? We are at a. Where are we at? I'll check the time on that shit. We're up there. Forty-one minutes. We got nineteen more minutes of this <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I, d I, d I don't know why people have listened to this. Period. It's not even like people listen people don't listen you know because the just conversations are are decent they're not like we're but I, I feel like it can't possibly be decent i'm absolutely exhausted i really don't have a ton to say because we keep on talking every weekend we're trying yeah. to come up with stuff to talk about and we are but i don't ever life, i don't i feel like i don't ever life. come up with stuff to talk about i've everything that like i very rarely, maybe a handful of times I've prepared, like, I want to talk about this, I want to talk about that. It's always just on the fly. And, uh, I don't know. It's That's life, man. That's how we talk to people. We talk to people on the fly. We don't prepare. Yeah. Unless we have to prepare for something that we need to talk about. But usually everything is on the fly. Starring Jeff Goldblum? Yep. I've never seen that. Have you seen that? Nope. I know that I've heard of it. Everything on the fly? No, yeah. Talk about everything <laughs> on the fly or on the fly? On the fly. Um I should write a book. Isn't that funny like just people open up places because they think they've got a good pun? Is it on is the that fly. on the fly? That's pretty good. Um there's one that says beat it. <laughs> and it's just it's a, a porno egg. mag. It's an egg beater. Oh, okay. <laughs> it, I thought maybe it was like a, maybe like one of those cards where you open it up and it's. <laughs> I, I guess I thought of that Beastie Boy songs. The Beastie Boy. Um, what was the lyric? Your mom or uh, 
your mom took away your best porno mag. Beastie Boys? Yeah, starring yes. Michael Jackson <laughs> and a bunch of 12-year-olds. <laughs> Did you see that HBO documentary about him? No. That was like, uh, not, it, I wouldn't say definitive because I haven't seen it. What was it called? Forgetting Forgetting Neverland? Yeah, that's right. Um, I'm going to check it out. But it, it it's like two, no, I want to say four hours long. Jesus. But it's very, from what I understand, it's very, very convincing that like he really did all that shit that I want to check it out. And I mean, dude, I mean the guy was beyond multimillionaire. He was worth quite a bit. He could afford some of the best attorneys, right? And just about anybody, if you're um linguist linguistically talented and educated, you could spin just about any fucking thing. And it wouldn't be that difficult to inject some reasonable doubt into the idea that oh Michael Jackson is just a philanthropist he's a humanitarian and he had such a terrible childhood as as a child himself that he's just trying to compensate for other children or he's trying to compensate for his childhood through other children's lives so he's not a pedophile he's actually better than you you know what I mean? Because it, he has everything. No, because he because he put forth such an effort to make all these kids' lives better. But ultimately, we're all kind of self-serving to varying degrees, you know? And it stands to reason that somebody who grew up in a fucked up situation would be self-serving in a different way than somebody who grew up in a kind of a supportive, wholesome environment and still wants to help people, right? I don't look... I, I don't deny Michael Jackson, uh, Michael Jackson's intention to help people, but it was kind of a mask for helping himself. Did you ever watch that video where he like takes some guy in the Caesar's Palace to just buy stuff? No. There's a video of him just walking in the forum shops, mm -hmm. and he's just like buying the most expensive stuff in there. And he's literally with just some camera crew walking around. But here, and here's the, this is how this is why it starts to become partially disingenuous to me is that first of all he's buying some dude who doesn't have things things right. Why would you pick the most expensive places to buy him things? Why don't you buy him something that he really needs? Maybe pay his rent. Maybe buy him a couch. No, he wasn't buying him anything. He was buying himself stuff for his house. With some random guy with some some journalists or some like interview oh so it was just him shopping it was him shopping it, and it was just being documented yeah it was being documented oh well that that's not really relevant i guess it well that's like i'm just saying like in the caesar's palace and then so didn't finish there were crowds of people crowds of people everywhere that he went as soon as they saw him it was like Herds of people inside the Caesar's Holy palace. shit. I think I remember this from when I was a kid. I remember hearing about this. And he was just there walking around buying things. And yeah. He just waves and you just see people screaming and like security in the casino trying to hold everybody back. Yeah. They're just videotaping him walk around shopping. What a tough, what a fucking That's un a life, unique, tough, tough life to have to deal with. This guy was at one point the shit well pretty much for like a good chunk of his entire life he was like you know people complain about like you know you can't go anywhere without being well i mean celebrities rather but this guy was like 
even to like an A-list celebrity, he kind of he shadows them immensely, you know, because he's like worldwide. He's international, you know, well, even now. But I mean, and, and this he's is not even here anymore. And, and this kind of goes back to some of the most talented people are some of the most Still fucked talking up. Talking about them, you know, it, they've been through the the toughest shit, and like. Not everybody is uh, morally upright, you know. And Dave Chappelle's over here trying to get away from all of it. He's he <laughs> has he has personal morals though. He's like I'm try- I'm not trying to be no Michael Jackson. That's some craziness. Look yeah. at all these people trying to run after me. I'm trying to. Are you doing black voice? I'm doing a Dave Chappelle voice. I think that's racist. Why I can't do Dave Chappelle voice? No, I think. But the next step from blackface is black voice. Black voice. <laughs> no, if you call it black voice. Yeah, but I'm. I'm just doing an interpretation of what Dave Chappelle sounds like. That's fine. If you're doing black voice, that's fine. As long as you're not doing black boys, then it's all good. I'm not doing black boys or black voice. That's all good, then. I'm just trying to interpret or trying to impress, impersonate Dave Chappelle's voice. Well, then that's okay. Man, that took a lot to get out. (laughs) Yeah, this exhaustion is really fucking starting to hit. It's that heat, man. That heat wave is coming, dude. That's right. It's coming. We're in the triple digits now. We are. It is one o'clock. In the Mern. In the Mern. It's 103 right now. Yeah. That's intense. We in in the desert. This is fucking... This is part of why I love being away from Vegas in the summer. (laughs) Um, I don't know if I'm going from heat to heat, but hey, man. Yeah. I got to enjoy it. That's somewhere right. different than here. All right. I'm going to call it now. Call it? Yeah, this is it. I'm trying to get some <laughs> shut eye. <laughs> I am too. I don't know what else to say. So uh, thank you guys for whatever. And uh, follow whatever. us on SoundCloud, on SoundCloud. Uh, sponsor us, White Cloud. Yeah. White Cloud, please. <laughs> White Cloud. You too, uh, John Kale, Big White Cloud. Um, <laughs> and uh, on Twitter at Infinite Pesto. And uh, yeah, that's it. Bye. I wish you could loop this so I could freestyle over it. Oh, fuck. Dude, that's how, how does it sound, though? Does it sound fucking...